0: There's a lot going on in the world right now, and The Skim is here to help you cut through the noise. Meet Skim This. It's a weekly podcast that makes it easier to understand how the news impacts you. They'll break down the most complicated stories of the week, and they'll add context and clarity and answer the questions that are on your mind. They help explain why what happened this week matters both in the short term and the long term. So subscribe and listen every Friday morning on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp is online therapy with licensed counselors, and it's available around the globe. So if you feel stuck in life or something is blocking you from the change you want to make better help all you have to do is fill out a survey and they will match you with a counselor within 24 hours and if you want to help out this podcast you can use our code and get 10% off your first month of therapy so to do that visit trybetterhelp.com helpmebeme Hi friends, it's Sarah Mae, and this is a shorter episode about ambivalence, and it's for when you are having trouble moving on or letting go, and you're kind of at a a place where things should be changing, or you have a decision to make, and you are in that state of paralysis where you just literally don't know what to do. And I think one of the scariest things there is, is the fear of walking away the fear of giving up, the fear of letting go of something that we might regret. So, um, when you're in that state of ambivalence that kind of makes you paralyzed, it's like when you really wish you could talk to someone and they would just tell you what to do. And I know that is like one of the hardest places to be in because it's like you have really strong feelings in two different directions. So with that, there are three parts the what the why and the how the tools part 1 the what so ambivalence usually happens the situation i'm talking about is usually something like when you're in a long relationship and you are afraid to leave it even though you are not happy and you don't feel in love anymore another common scenario is when you are in a career you don't love but you've or you've been like in school for a number of years and you feel like you've invested too much and now you can't leave um, and that's partly because it's really scary to trust the feelings you have when you know that feelings can sometimes change, especially when you're weighing this against something that is valuable in the eyes of the world. You know, it has objective value that is not ch- as fleeting or as changeable. Therefore, it feels like it's more real or more worthy. And we often weigh these values like these external objective values, over our own happiness. And not only that, but sometimes we do find happiness in the experience we are considering leaving. Like if we hang out long enough, then it's not so bad anymore. And then we're like, oh, you know, I'm glad I didn't leave this because I'm having this positive day. Um, So it's not as black and white. So if this is something you are weighing from the outside let's say, there's two very different choices and you have yet to experience it, it can be even more daunting because you're weighing imaginings, which will be only based off of your fears and your lost projections. So we're weighing imaginings of future scenarios, and by default, we make them even more painful and um, excruciating than they actually will be. Like, we anticipate experiencing more pain than we actually do in reality but in the moment it feels like we are seeing the future it feels so real so instead we become paralyzed like I can't choose that it'll hurt so bad or I can't choose that it'll hurt so bad in this way so we stay in the state of inaction but in that state of inaction we're making an invisible decision that is a decision itself and it's a decision that costs us like we are choosing stuckness as a state to live in in life. So it's a, it's a version of loss when we get stuck in ambivalence. It's like um, we're suffering, first of all, and it's also a waste of valuable life. Like it's to stagnate. It's to stop moving forward, to stop advancing, to stop experiencing. So I would just like to call attention to you. The cost of this state in its pervasiveness in your life. Like, I would just ask you to just scan the last however long and ask yourself, how much has this cost me? How much time, how much pain, how much energy and thought, how much has this been squatting in my being, this worry or this stuckness? And ask yourself, like, how much... Do I want to pay in the form of driving myself insane? What is the cost? What is it worth it to me? When you're moving through your life and you're going through the motions, even if you're in a state of fear and self-doubt, it's like a lighter state of being because you're you're making a decision and you're committing to something. And I would say no matter what decision you make, we collect more lessons. We explore more paths and we just have to accept that we're powerless and no matter what we choose if we've done our due diligence and weighed all of the pros and cons that's all we can ever do and you cannot blame yourself for making a quote wrong choice because it's your life and there is no such thing as a wrong choice it's all life it's all an experience lived and if you've done your best, that's all you ever have, and really, what we have to do is start to practice um, embracing that, embracing our powerlessness, and an investment in the value of our own opinion, which brings me to part two, the why. Well, when you really, 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 really don't know what to do, it's there's often just a wall of fear that is blocking you from making what would otherwise be a slightly clearer decision. We think on a situation so hard, it feels like no matter what we do, it's the wrong choice, because something will be lost. So that's, I'm sure you've heard of this before, but the sunk cost fallacy is the term for that thing we do as humans. When we have invested so much in something, it's harder to abandon it. So it's like... Um, one loss aversion to two wins is like basically the equation that researchers have come upon for what it takes for us to make a leap like we basically have to because of the pain of paying when we have to win double what we might lose in order for it to be worth it for us to try something which is if you think about it kind of stupid but that's how much we hate pain. Um, we avoid threats so heavily, and that's partly just because that helps our gene, um, <laughs> our genes carry on. If if it's like a you know we're on we're all animals on the prairie and we're trying to survive and pass on our genes, that's pro- partly why we evolved to be that way. Um, so it's sort of a function of survival but I would say it's not serving us most of the time especially when it comes to things like you know, our relationships or our jobs or things that are really in our life to make us happy and thrive so when we focus on the pain of paying this is what Dan Ariely a person that wrote a book I can put a link to his book in the show notes when we feel like we can't lose something that after we've invested a lot of time in it it guides our decisions and another version of this in our life is our avoidance of making a decision via, like we make a decision by not taking action like our decision is inaction but we feel like we're not making a decision and we instead think we're just allowing something outside of us to make the choice for us because we feel less pain of paying quote unquote However, the passive way of deciding your life is still a decision on your part, but it's, it's one that I would say is less intentional on your part. Therefore, when we choose our life via avoiding taking action and we opt out of responsibility in our lives, um, we're also taking on a a new facet of our personality. Like we think of ourselves as a person who is weak, who's fearful, who's hiding, and somewhere we don't fully trust ourselves. We feel like, I'm petty, you know? And so we don't feel convicted, we don't feel confident, we don't feel strong. We feel like we can't 100% back ourselves. So when it, by avoiding making decisions and allowing just life to take over and make a decision for you, for somebody else to take action, for something to run out of time, or, you know, all of those things that we just like, I'm not, I'm not going to do anything, I'm just not going to face it, that alters your trajectory as a whole as a human being over time. You not guiding your life by allowing just inaction to guide your life makes you feel like a person who does not have autonomy. So in short anticipated pain and present day fear are what decide a lot for us. Not joy and present day lived value. So a lot of this episode is really dedicated to allowing you to see past the fear and I would call it manually working your way toward deciding things from a place that is not tainted by the pain and the fear of loss because if we didn't have pain and fear our lives our lives would look a lot different just if we're just looking at the decision making we do so I wanted to invite you to picture a person who knows exactly what they want who is convicted in what they choose, who fights for that over all else, who goes after their dream no matter how impractical it is or how many people tell them not to do it. That person is able to see past the value that others might prescribe to their life experiences because they know that is irrelevant. Like the opinions of others don't matter. And that is what I would also bring into focus for you about this decision. Is there There is no other value for that thing without our experience of it. So what would give something in our life any objective value is us. Because we are the humans who are experiencing it. Outside of that, it means nothing. So the reason I'm asking you to envision this person is because that's the person we are striving to be. The person that trusts in their own gut The person who is a supporter and believer 100% uh, behind ourselves and puts stock in our lived experience of that thing, regardless of what the outside world might deem it to be. You know, if everybody told you like you're an idiot, this is not worth blank or you should be doing blank. That has nothing to do with the value. The only thing that gives it value is your experience. Why? Because what else is there? You can live your life, or you can live somebody else's life, but it won't fit you. Like, your life is the only one that will make you happy. Somebody else's might be tolerable, but it won't fit quite right. I know there are many other versions um, of a life that is good, you know? Like, let's say you, you live the life your parents wanted you to live, You might feel like okay about it. There might be a lot of benefits. So there might be overlap, you know, with somebody else's ideal and your own. Anyway, with this super self-supporting, gut-trusting person in mind, let's get to part three, the how, the tools. So the first tool is called Shabby Chic Frame. (laughs) So I'm handing you a Shabby Chic Picture Frame. That's just a frame. That's it. I just want, want you to hold this frame up to your life. So it's if anyone doesn't know what shabby chic means. it's just it's weathered and imperfect intentionally. And it makes this frame makes the art inside it an artifact of living, something treasured only because it is part of your life experience. So what I mean to give you with this frame is this perspective. No matter what you choose, it is the right choice it is a beautiful choice in that all decisions are imperfect and art because they lead you on a path of getting to know yourself of moving through growth and it it will gift you a lot of insight it will change you it will grow you and sometimes an experience is one that gives you you know monetary gain or maybe a little, less pain and easier conditions but all of these different paths are equal in that they are your life you will gain from it and you will grow and just remember no matter what you decide to do just reframe it as it's all equal and valid and none of them by default is right or wrong no matter what you choose it's a gift of experience so just lean into seeing the validity of that and I would say to act, to take an action, is more brave and more valuable in your life than just deciding via passivity. You show up for you in deciding to do something. All right, the next tool is called laser shades (laughs) or true vision. True vision leader. Okay, how how about as a brand name for the laser shades? True vision. So I'm giving you um, a pair of sunglasses Think about that that movie, They Live. They're kind of like cool 80s sunglasses. And through them, instead of seeing skeleton faces, you see a metric scale for life's value. You can see um, basically a future where you see the real value of things. So the, let's say if you're worried about leaving a city because you don't know if it's going to make you happy or not, or you're worried about changing careers because you feel like you've invested so much time in it, we cannot allow things to tell us what they are worth. Like we cannot just take the face value of that thing. We have to factor in our participation into the true value of something. Like the value scale really comes down to our participation that is the most valuable part of the scale because we could die tomorrow or the next day life is moving fast and it's much shorter than we think it is so i really want you to maintain your awareness of that don't waste it and definitely don't waste it in beating yourself up about what if cuz it's really easy to continue to make change if you don't like where you get you can make more change you don't like where you get after that you can make more change and the more you do that the better you get at changing so just remember your participation now is in many ways one of the most important factors so don't don't discount that the next tool is called it's a mantra I'm going to call it like a reflection tool mantra what would you do if you weren't afraid so this came from Lean In Sheryl Sandberg's book And she's using it in reference to jobs, going for jobs that are out of reach, or you feel like are out of reach. But I want you to use this as a lens to look through in your current situation. And I think one of the scariest things there is, is the fear of walking away. The fear of giving up, the fear of letting go of something that we might regret, and I feel like that's the scariest thing to do for a lot of us is like if we're the tryhards, the the people who will run ourselves into the ground before giving up, the fixers, all of those personality types, one of the very hardest things to do is say, I'm going to give up. It feels like death. It feels like the worst thing you can do, the pettiest thing you can do. It's really hard. So I want to ask you, what would you do if you weren't afraid? Maybe if you had no fear over fucking up, over regret, over what if, what if I did want this after all, even though I've been miserable forever and ever. If you were not afraid, what would you do right now? All right, the next tool, don't face the music until you face the music. So this is a reflection tool for you. Another name for this is fear movies. So we often live out an eventual future in our mind, and we go through all of the steps of dealing with that future, and that future doesn't exist. So we experience something that is so much different than, you know, our fear will tell us it will be. And in the future, it'll it'll be a lot differently because we will be in a different place by then. So... What I'm trying to say is, like, let's say you're planning on writing a book and your your fear movies are saying, like, oh, but then I'm going to have to tell the people in the book and they're going to be mad at me. And I'm like, you haven't written a fucking book yet. Like, don't face the music till you face the music because it's not going to be the way you think it is. And you'll have to go through that experience anyway. Really what you have to do is start and start going through the motions of, like, Maybe it's not going to be a book at all. Maybe it's going to be a screenplay. Maybe it's not even going to be a screenplay. Maybe it's going to be an article. Maybe it's going to be a blog post. Maybe you'll start writing and you'll be like, I hate writing. I actually don't have that much to say on this topic anyway. So all of that is a version of stalling and our fear allowing uh, us to remain in a state of ambivalence. It's a strange, veiled version of procrastination. Don't let it fool you. All right, the next tool, what type of person are you? So this is a reflection tool for you. I want you to apply this filter when you are looking at yourself and in the state of paralysis and fear over doing the wrong thing. Um, Okay, so let's use a, a relationship example. So let's say you're in a relationship. You've been unhappy for a really long time. You've thought about breaking up with this person for a really, really long time and you're in that state of like ah oh, but i don't want to feel the pain of the loss and like what if i regret it and like what if it isn't that bad after all and maybe i'm being rash and maybe i I'm sh- i should really just be happy for what i have so what's this is the filter what type of person are you are you the type of person who's rash in your life like is your pervasive habit jumping to spontaneously to the wrong decision just squint from afar look at your life as a whole your personality type and your family like what was your type or are you a person who is loyal to a fault who feels guilty all the time who puts everything on themselves like takes too much blame for other people who has a habit of being taken advantage of by others who can deal with a situation until they are so run into the ground, or can exist off of crumbs in a relationship? Um, I'm just reading into this scenario I've made up on the spot. I want you to apply it though to whatever situation you're you are in. Are you a type the type of person who gives up easily, or are you the type of person who will hang out even though you're unhappy? Because what that answer is tells you exactly what you're doing right now I mean I'm guessing if you are in this state of painful ambivalence your problem is not a lack of consideration your problem is a abundance of consideration okay next tool energy shift so this one is for if you are specifically I think it's more helpful if you're in a relationship that's like the you feel powerless so, if you are in a relationship where one person is, you know, maybe not treating you so well, maybe that person's really depressed, or that person has an addiction problem, either way, you're like, I don't, I can't change them, I'm in a lot of pain, I don't know what to do, or they're just not being nice to you. It. If you are in that situation, you likely cannot see your own power anymore, and we get so wrapped up in the other person, we get so hyper focused that we can't. Tell, there's we feel like there's nothing we can do. We've tried everything and we've tried everything again. So there's something miraculous that happens. It's like a window in life opens up when you can shift your energy. It allows you to see your own power once again, and it opens up new windows, new doors, and you can see what has been blocked. Especially if you are that person that's feeling just stuck. So if that sounds like you, I want you to try and shift your energy. And I mean like a tectonic shift. You have to get very deep. Like, I don't know if this is going to sound really hippy to you, but if you are with um, a Buddhist monk who's like got a grin on their face, like picture the Dalai Lama. That energy versus... When you see somebody who is like very, in a very, very dark place that's perhaps on drugs. Um, when you're near that energy. If you can make a shift to diff- to like a different channel of your energy, uh, it's it alters everything about how you see your situation. So if you want to know how to do that, um, you, you have to do like kind of some dramatic work. I find it is very effective through dream work so if you know anybody that practices um dream work or if you are able to do some kind of some yoga back to back with therapy I mean you really have to like move some energy out of your body and get past you know skin deep as far as your emotions go and um It's got to be something, like, cathartic. That's the best way I can describe it. But I've just given you, like, a a little rabbit hole to go down. It's one of the few things that can change what feels like a very stuck situation. Uh, I've also seen people shift their energy with ayahuasca. But I don't want to condone (laughs) you going out and doing ayahuasca. Um, But anyway, food for thought. Okay, so before I close... I want to thank my latest sponsors, Khadija, a huge donation from you. Thank you so very much. Sneha, I hope I'm saying your name right. Thank you so very much for your donation. A huge donation from Frederick. Thank you very, very, very much. Thank you so much. And Michael, a new monthly sponsor. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you immensely. You help out the show a lot, and um, I'm inspired to do more because of you. And if anyone out there has the means, donations really helped this show come about. And if not, I totally understand. If you could leave me a review on iTunes, I really appreciate it and I read all of them and they make my heart glow. So if anyone out there has anyone they know that could be helped by this, I also appreciate when you share because it helps me reach more people. So in closing, I would say sometimes the hardest thing to do is give up and walk away. Especially when you invested so much time in something, it's like it does feel like something is lost, but nothing is lost. It's all equal, it's all part of life. The what ifs of the future are what prevent us from believing ourselves today. But if we can foster a trust in ourselves at all times, like a faith in that what you feel and what you want matters, that is something you carry with you always like that is one of the most valuable things to have it becomes a constant that lives in who you are and it allows you to move unfettered through your own life it's like everything becomes so simple so clear um and we we don't waste so much time and energy on remorse and replaying things and rehashing things and looking at them over again because it's past it's like all we really need to know is i trust myself i am a trustworthy person my opinion is the truth that i believe i believe me and that last one i believe me is the most valuable beautiful gift you can give you because it allows your shoulders to relax it allows you to be forgiven no matter what and even if you misstep you still you trusted you and that's all you can ever do it's the only right choice cuz you know the the path of life is really to be lived for the sheer thrill of it and it cannot be controlled or predicted from a past tense position. And I would say to trust yourself is just to embrace that, to live and accept what comes. And what a relief, what a joy just to to let go, accept you are powerless and know you cannot be responsible for everything that happens in the future because it hasn't happened yet. Your job is really just to get out of the way of yourself and move through what comes and do your best and I would say right now if you have stopped the ride by like tethering yourself to a figurine right before that drop I'm I'm picturing Splash Mountain (laughs) I would invite you to unhook it and just let go do your best and let go and there are no fuck ups if you try your best so I hope this has helped you in some small way Um, and remember just at the end of your life All this stuff, you won't remember it. You will only remember what you loved and what you are proud of, what you ventured to do, um, what took a lot of courage. And I would say just go easy on yourself. And whether or not you can see it, you are in a, a position of evolution right now like you are mid growth right now we don't have to go through this process in this amount of pain forever once we figure out how to go through it a little better the next time it's a little easier and the time after that it's a little easier we just as we live we get to know ourselves better and with that we get to trust ourselves a little more and we get to let go so I send you my love and vibes of positivity And don't forget to smile.